Yeah. You didn't even count. I didn't even I, count us down. You didn't even give me the opportunity to say I it wanted real to loud. save your enthusiasm for right now. Yes. And now you have it. Episode 354. Yes. Sarah. Yes. Welcome. And a special guest today, Bo. Bo. The dog. She is here. Has joined us. My cat is not happy. Not happy. In fact, I have never actually seen a cat yeah. get into full Halloween All Hallows mode. Eve pose. <laughs> Hallows Eve. Yes. And like this cat arched did it. back. Hair, hair sticking straight up. up. I always thought that the cartoons were like almost like a caricature of it. It's no, not. Accurate. That's accurate. And she's got black fur, so. It's very dramatic. Oh, oh, bless you. <laughs> that was cute. Not allergic to dogs, though, okay, so it's not um, Bo's fault. I've been dying to tell you this. Oh, yeah. oh, we went the other day to the Casey Musgrave show. It was mm-hmm. super fun. And I keep replaying it because Sarah was in rare form and being so funny the whole night. I don't even know why. Like, there was points during the show where I was doubled over oh with God. laughter. And one of the times that that happened was because... We, I was getting annoyed with some girls there, yes. as which always happens. Correct. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And Sarah was like rallying with me and being like, yeah, they're the worst. Also, who's tooting? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I died because I smelled it too, but like, I thought maybe it was Sarah. Nope. I will definitely be like, excuse me. Sure, I'm sorry. If there was a situation. You know, I don't want people to go. I don't want there to be a mystery. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Mister. The uncomfortable, like who done it? Who done it? Right. And I don't want anybody to be getting blamed for it when True. it was if me. It were, if it were you, so I take so, the take the heat. I keep reflecting happens. on it and trying to figure out like why it was so funny to me. Apart from just that you just announced it and you're so funny naturally, but I want to work on a bit. I think because <laughs> here's what I discovered about myself, and I think everyone. <gasps> When there is a whodunit regarding yes. farting, mm-hmm. you are at your most prejudiced. Yes. You look around and you think, who did it? Who it's- looks like a farter? Yes. <laughs> Who's the farter? Yes, that's what I did. And you think, men. I blame the boyfriend right behind <laughs> me. me. All of this is true. This is so true. And unfortunately, I think like if you're bigger, yes. people think mm-hmm. maybe you are the farter. Yeah. Based on just diet alone. <laughs> Right? Well, Chances are good. You don't have a lot to go on. All yeah. you're going on is the fact that this is a person who right. will fart in public mm-hmm. and it stinks. Correct. And so yeah. what, the suspects become mm-hmm. y- your own biases. This is so true. Are informing this is you great. Think, this is it. a definite bit. Get You need to get back out there. Thanks. Because this is good. Because nobody thinks it's us. No. Even if it were us. Correct. Which is maybe why I announced that it is me. Sorry, that was me. Because I know you're not. None of you are thinking that it is. That's very, very generous very, of you. Only to like friends. I'm not doing this on elevators or on airplanes. <laughs> but you would why never can do everybody that. everybody so freely toot on airplanes? Not everyone. I would not do that. Oh, it seems to be the one place where I'm like, eh. Oh, yeah. You claim that you think that the seat absorbs it. And somehow you, they don't like... There's too many people around to blame, I guess. So you've... You're comfortable in the crowd because you know that yes. they won't think it's you. Correct. Oh, maybe they that's think it's it. like the big guy with yes. like stains on his shirt. Nobody ever suspects me, and I'm like, it's the one place I could be free. You shouldn't. Can I convince mm-hmm. you not to fart on planes? Oh, you, oh it's not like I'm doing. L- listen, I, I'm not not eating Don't a lot. Don't backpedal. I mean, it's just every now and then. 
You just let them loose. Well, it's more like it, usually I would be one to excuse myself and go somewhere, but that whole doing all that, I'm like a window seat person. Why can't you just hold it in? I can hold it in. Oh, you know, but, but sometimes you know, this it has gets been the best a lot of, of conversation about my tooting. What about you? I will hold it in. Yeah. Especially on a plane. I am so excited. Okay. That I am going to be back out there in the dating world with a new opportunity to set. Start fresh. Yes. New precedent. There will be, I am in a no farting family. Mm -hmm. I'm also in a load the dishwasher from the back to the front. So is Adam. You animals. So is Adam. I am not. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I changed for him though because I don't care. I, I'm not invested. This in thought it. also went through my mind. All I, I, as I was doing this this morning, I'm like, just load it from back or be willing to change. <laughs> One of those two things. Yeah, I, I don't mind. Whatever you want me to. But it is strange how people get so invested in the dishwasher mm-hmm. loading scenario. It really bothers people. Yeah, you. Know, why is that? I've seen true. a lot of articles about it because it bothers me. Okay, well, and then why? I feel like my life is a mess if I load it from the front. It feels just like I'm not taking my time. I mean, you're. I think the reason I was willing to switch was because I could see the logic. It does yeah. make more sense. Good. I like this. I'm <laughs> somebody who's open to the logic. I am open. Right. But other people will fight to the death. It's the petty hill that they'll die yes, on. Yes, it is. Of like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People I care. think it's really the people who want it back to front that are the ones who care, not the other ones yeah, you- who are like, don't try to... Yeah, Tell you me guys how are to more load. passionate. Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I would but. love to know like the, the more about the differences. Like if there is a common thread with people that load that way, if they're a certain type of person, like creative thinkers or something. Oh. Because you and Analytical. Adam are so similar. We're very pragmatic. And all my tests that I've taken, like the MMPI, tell me that I'm okay, pragmatic. Okay, maybe that's the, the trait. Like, I still am a little iffy on the true definition of that word but it sounds good (laughs) well i like your idea though about how the beauty of being divorced yes you start (laughs) and really all of it's beautiful uh are is that you can then make new rules or new templates for like what is your ideal and absolutely no i'm gonna be i'll never let that go like i'm one time it accidentally slips out the and two. Yes. I'm going to be like, oh, unacceptable. When we he does do it this. or you? No, he. I have never done that. Okay, right. And like, it seems like the airplane's like the only place maybe it happens because I do not do, I didn't do it in front of Landon. I didn't, like, never. I bet in our whole relationship, he can maybe say once or twice. I think another thing you might want to think about, though, is in addition to you not participating yeah. in that act. Yes. Is... When they do it, don't laugh. Correct. Yeah. That was my mistake. Yes. Is I laughed before. And I, I mean, this was my, this is everything. Because basically <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. give, you're okay. You're it. giving permission. You're giving permission by not setting boundaries. Yeah. What and you need to do. And this goes across the board with like everything. True. Yes. Clutch your pearls and be like, I am offended. This, yes. This is the difference between dating in your early twenties versus True. early thirties. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much stuff I let. We you all know. do. Don't, yeah, we all don't do. Don't be hard on yourself. Right. But lessons learned. You have to learn that. What do you they do. say? I've been using this quote a lot. A smooth sea is never made for a skilled sailor. What the hell does that mean? That you need a little chaos and you need the stuff that oh. makes you resilient. Well, and that's it makes for you know sure how to brave true. the storms. So now I'm like, okay, I know how to deal with a little bit of tootin'. I know how to shut that down. Yeah, I forget what I just read, but it was basically... Oh, wait. It's the book club book for tonight. 
in the Pete Holmes yes. memoir, where to me the takeaway is nobody ever becomes enlightened or evolved <sighs> without being uncomfortable. Correct. You know? Yes. It's just the the paradox of the human condition. It is totally true. So just like embrace it and be yeah. okay with it. Yes. Another thing you ought to embrace, especially if you work in the medical community, is figs brand products. Did you get yours yet? No. Okay. I need to know all about this. Figs is a company that makes scrubs and medical oh, cool. clothes. Yeah. Um, they also have some stuff that's like layering. So it's great for just keeping warm in the winter. Yeah. It's super high quality. And I love it because first of all, they decided maybe people should be comfortable and not itchy. Yeah. And imagine that. They made um, parts on the various scrubs that allow the new tools to be incorporated into them. So they are very practical, but they also donate um, to healthcare providers in need around the world every time you buy with them. It's called Threads for Thread Initiative. I love this as an idea for a gift for somebody in the medical field. Everybody knows somebody. Yeah, a nurse, a doctor, a dentist, whatever, um, an assistant. And I think it makes a great gift. And I love the idea that they were like, we want these people to be comfortable and have high quality uh, uniforms. Oh my god! I just googled work. it and checked it, like looked at their website. Yeah, these are really cute. I, I even bought the compression socks because I secretly oh, have always great. wanted them, and they have really cool like um, dopamine. The oh, dopamine, cool. like, yes. What do you call that uh, element? Yeah, or whatever uh, the the hell. symbol, the chemical. <laughs> See, this is symbol. why I'm not in the medical field. Right. I don't know anything, but. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thanks for the deserving folks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using code BRAINCANDY. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com, and enter our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Um, I think you'll love it, and it makes a great gift as well. You know those shirts that they have that have like the list of just things that it'll say like coffee, donuts, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. They have one that's on a bag. I just want to read this because yes. it's funny. It says stethoscope, coffee, big goals, all nighters, a very large needle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny, right? Ooh, I want to. If have you that were stuff. a nurse or like anybody in that Super field, cute. yeah, really like nice that. stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Anywho, I'm glad we sorted out the farting hilarity. <laughs> Sarah, like, that night was so funny. You were just being real funny, though. Because I'm just in a good mood. I'm happy. I think it almost was to our benefit that you weren't really familiar with Casey that much. Yeah. Because then you were just like in it for a good time. Totally. You weren't like, oh, let's listen to these songs and be all serious about it. I loved it. Yeah. It was really great. Sometimes going to a concert that you really don't know the artist can be just mm-hmm. as fun as if I you're think so. Uh, yeah. And also no expectations. And we know <laughs> that expectations bar. are often yeah. the give rise to our yeah, greatest the disappointments. Genesis so, of yes. pain. Yes. So this was like, oh, this is great. And then mm-hmm. was, I was like, oh, I think I know this song. So that was nice. Right. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, if it's a popular artist, you probably know yeah. something about them. Uh, okay. Do you have anything you want to share before I go launch into my list? Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else from that concert that was hilarious. Everything was, Sarah. Yeah. Those girls that, yeah. what would you call that? Thought I was invisible? Yeah, well, they were trying to do, they moved to a seat right next to ours when it was not their seat. And then they tried to have two people standing in a one-person spot. And what that meant was they were just on top of me. Yes. And I had her hair whipping in my face. So I was like, I, I got this. And then as oh soon as Sarah switched spaces with me, yeah. that all stopped. It's to BDE. I always thought I had BDE. 
Are you trying hmm. to say I do not? Because no, I'm not saying that. It's more like you're that. like not swinging it around. Right. I kind of was like, if they ladies. were men, I would have. Yeah, you would have more than I would have. Okay, so maybe we have yeah, a gender. That's it. And I'm taller. <laughs> I was. Ta- I think height does do something. Yeah. Because I was wearing heels and I was taller. And uh, I was like wearing flats. A couple inches than those gals and than you, and it makes me feel like. I got to handle this. You did handle yeah. it. Thank so you for I that. I know what that is. You're like a bodyguard. There's something in there. Yeah. Sarah Adam swings the same thing when around. we went to Brazil. He's like, oh, I'm not worried. Sarah's going to be with you. That's it's just a good like point. a bodyguard. Yeah, you're like, oh, you just all of a sudden become this crazy I badass. Know what it is. I like it. Yeah. Be like that in your relationships. Okay. I'll try. Okay. Why am I yelling? I, mean, I don't know why I'm yelling back. How about this? This is not really new news. It was in an article I had saved like two years ago. This guy who was the host of India's Most Wanted, which I think is oh, funny. Okay. Just by itself. Yeah. Like, I didn't know there were... Different countries have different Most Wanted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he was hosting oh. uh, India's Most Wanted, and uh, he murdered his wife. Oh! How about that? Well, there, there's a twist I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. That was not at all what I was expecting you to say. I don't know where I thought the story was going to go. <laughs> but why is it that... You know, it's like the the politicians who are so anti, like LGBT, yeah. are always the ones getting BJ's in the bathroom. They have that urge inside of them, and they don't like it, so then they oh. project it onto others. Maybe he had. I've never heard of that with regards to murder, though. Oh. Just sexual proclivities. Well, but what about the kind of like that hero sort of? I, no, that doesn't fit. Well, like he, the firefighter yeah, and he starts on made fire it look like, or claimed that she commits suicide with a knife. I mean, I'm sure people I'm do sh- that. No, but that, has, there, that is for somebody rare. who is on that show. You think you'd have more knowledge of, you know? <laughs> he should have got a gun, like police. Yeah, like I mean, my mind instantly goes to well, where are there hesitation marks? But if I there would, oh. be, there would be hesitation marks if it were suicide because your body naturally oh, really? does that. Like oh. that she would feel it, and then there would be like a pop. It's horrible that I'm saying this. No, that's interesting. I never thought about. But that. But if you were murdering somebody, it would be clean, mm-hmm. so to speak. I mean, more yeah, aggressive, right? Yeah, you get. A, oh, a, that's interesting. It's really awful. Well, I just watch a lot of CSI. Not CSI, but but if you heard the story, like like before they figured out what happened, if they Mm -hmm. just said this woman died of stab wounds, wouldn't your first thought be the one of the criminals was after him? Oh, yes. Like, well, you know how they ask you, could anybody be? Do you have enemies? Do you have anybody? Yes, he has a lot of enemies, and they're all murderers. Yeah, that would be my first guess. I thought, well, he could have gone with that angle. He shouldn't have said it was a suicide. Gosh, you're We're good. Like poking this holes is in this is funny because like so I look at like the the act and I'm like so, this is the where what he got wrong and you are looking at strategy. Yes, <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. You wouldn't do that if that is so funny. Yeah. Together we are a crime solving duo. <laughs> the perfect crime. Yeah. Right, if Sarah and I ever get accused. And just in there, you're like, we could get away with it. And I'm like, we could solve it. So our minds definitely go to different places. <laughs> we could get away with it. Yeah. Right. I just, I mean, he was convicted and is going to jail. But wow. the weird thing is the initial autopsy concluded that it was a suicide. What? And then it was reversed when they re- reopened the yeah, case. Yeah, because but I think it's, you have to go in with that mindset of. Yeah, like confirmation bias yes. maybe it was or something. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that 
race. So that was crazy when I saw that. Yeah, and like the angle, that would be very difficult. The angle. To do it to yourself. I I remember. Oh, God, um, that's an awful thought. Gosh, Artie Lang, Howard Stern's yes. co-host, did that. He tried to kill himself that oh. way. But that's the only time I've ever heard of that. I mean, you'd have to be really desperate. And he didn't succeed. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was so unsuccessful. I think that's the, hesit- you know, that right, good point. And might be usually, oh, God. Yeah, like, let's move on to yeah. happier topics. Sorry. Ooh, Took a murder. dark turn. Um, here's a good feel-good story for yeah. you. Um, <laughs> this woman was selling her... 1996 Honda and store's already funny. I don't know why. <laughs> and it had almost 150,000 miles on it and her boyfriend decided it would be really funny to make one of those fancy car commercials like with yes. the drone footage yes, and everything yes. and the curvy oh, I love winding this. roads. I love it. But with her like Honda with a cassette deck. <laughs> And then just like title it like retro features. Right. Yeah. And they did. And they put, I think they put it on eBay. All original. It was good. Starting price $499. It ended up getting $150,000. Cause oh, people loved it. My God. Isn't that crazy? This is fantastic. It is. So it's super funny. I love it's it. It's also interesting how the human brain works and how we're that even when we know what he was doing and how right. it's really kind of a joke. Right. We still are drawn to the car right. and want to buy right. it. Because somebody took the time to make that thing special. Yeah. And in a way, to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine? Let's like per- personify the car for a sec. Yeah. And just like, this is a car that's like... They did that. That's the, what this ad was like. And like now, if you were that car, you'd be like... Yeah, I am great. And all the, of a sudden, it gives a value to something The ad was better. like, you don't care about money. You care about style and yes. being who you are or whatever. I love this. And I thought, well, oh, Bo. She does was that, that every now and then. Was that a nightmare? Or she just rolls over and she gets, she falls off the bed a lot. Too. Not like her dog bed. I how. Good and Lord. she like goes to itch her back and then she like. Itch her. Yeah. She's, she's really good at roll over. Good Sometimes Lord. just does it. Well. And then is very easily startled. So anyways. <laughs> She's very easily startled. I think yes. that boyfriend should win some sort of award, though. That's really funny. This reminds me that, like, this is a thing that they're actually doing a lot. And I saw it work really well on shelter dogs. Yes, exactly. I had this exact thought the other day. That it's it's just about presentation they and the selling of it. They took a pit bull that was in the shelter for seven years and one guy took her home for the weekend and said, I'm going to take her home for the weekend. We're going to pamper her. We're going to give her this, the best life. We're going to, and she learned a lot. Things that she loves, da, 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 da. Things that she's scared of, the vacuum cleaner. And like edited it all cute. By the end, I was like, well, I need to adopt this dog. Exactly. And then it's See? like, adoptable, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this is genius. Look, it I'm is. getting goosebumps. I freaking love this idea. I love it too. I love the idea of using marketing to make you see the world in new ways. And and it's probably important to remember, like when you're watching an ad, that's mm. what's being done to you. <gasps> Just like an awareness. Way to take it to the next yeah. level, Suze, of awareness. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just good to know that you're being so manipulated. Smart. So smart. Right. Yes. But in that case, maybe the value was there and they were excited to have that car and, and that, that dog. Yes. And that dog did smile and has such a smile and is so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want her little sookie. Another thing that's super cute is our third love bras. Yes. Ooh. Super cute. And more importantly, super comfy. Yeah. 
I just got a nice bra display in my drawer, as you oh, see. Oh, I saw it. And I have all my third love ones right there. Boop, 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 boop. I think that's such a good idea because that's like the Marie Kondo thing where you be... It makes mm-hmm. you appreciate the item more when you yes. value it in that way. And, and I realized it. I don't need a whole bunch when you have a few quality ones that'll last you a long time. Tell them where they Yeah, can get that's them. why you need to try Third Love. They have more than 70 sizes, including signature half cup sizes. Skip the trip to the store where it's awkward and weird and they try to measure you and you're like, get your hands off me. Right. Um, <laughs> they have a Fit Finder quiz. So you take the quiz and get your perfect fit in 60 seconds. And then they have a perfect fit promise. So you can wear it for 60 days, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it and they'll donate it to a woman in need. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's very comfortable. I hate bras, but I love my Third Love bra and they know that there's a perfect bra for everyone and right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash brain now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash brain for 15% off today all right so that was good news we covered yeah Um, oh and oh my goodness I'm going to burp. Right? Man, well, you, you sneezed, and Bo. So we're okay. We're, yes. Everybody's. Everybody's. I, that's so true. Yeah, you sneezed. We're both rolling apart. over. I'm burping. I'm good now. Um, <laughs> I just love that it's kind of like we were, our minds were like in sync with like those stories because you were like reading that one. And I'm telling you, this was like just yesterday slash this morning that I was thinking heavy about this, which I think is like, so there you go. It's always good when your thought is sort of reinforced yes. by another idea and you're like, okay, this was meant for me. I need to remember I this love message. That. Yes. I'm starting to write all those down. My mom gave me that, that advice. She said, you start realizing how many times there are, you know, connections out there and how often, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they are, they feel good to see. And even if they're not real, let's say they're totally completely, yes. um, coincidental or yes. whatever. Which is who totally, cares? Who cares? Because if it's meaningful to you, correct, then you can think about it and apply it to your life yeah. and make changes or whatever. I love stuff yeah. like that. Like let's say, for example, me, I have been really on a kick of just doing the basic self care that we kind of forget about because I'm, you know, succeeding in all the other categories. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do drink my water, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and take my vitamins. Yeah. Well, let's just do that. Yeah. When I had like three successful days in a row, I felt like the universe was like rewarding me. And I was like, this was easy or I got, you know, whatever it was. And it made me like double down on like, see, yep, I need to be taking my, I need to be doing all this. It really pays off. So just seeing those, you know, feeling like I was getting validation somewhere, even if it's all in my mind, which is totally a thing. If that inspires me to then do what I've all the good stuff I've been doing yeah. for three more days. And just like we said you said with the the dog thing and, and with commercials or advertising, like be aware of the opposite. The same works in reverse. Mm-hmm. If I were to just be like, everything sucks and this is all bad, and then I would just focus on the negative, and then I would just see more negative, and it would be like, see? confirmation bias there. So instead switch it for the good. Yeah. I'm loving it. I think that that journaling idea is so effective too. Yeah. But that's another yes. habit that sometimes you don't feel like it. And Well, you got to just start small. Yeah. Yeah. And Suze, you gave me the idea, like inspiration to get this great calendar that we both have um, that has little like, it has one section that just says keep track and it's just like one through seven little bubbles, but doesn't say anything like you can make it whatever you want. Yeah. So I like to make it real simple and, and, and I like to do things that I know I'm going to succeed on 
Yeah. And then one th- something yeah. that's challenging so that I can see. It's kind of like the money in the bank account exactly. we said. Yeah. I was just telling Adam that sometimes when we record, those are long days and like we have book club tonight. Mm-hmm. And I thought tomorrow is Friday. I want to, um, I'm going to make a special trip to... <laughs> To Staples because it's back to school time. And I, this is not an ad. This is just me being weird. Unless Staples want to sponsor us, in which case. (laughs) I love Staples. (laughs) Um, I want that feeling of when you go back to school and get the the supplies and how you have hope and you think this is going to be a great year. So much optimism. Yeah. So I'm going to just go as if I'm going back to school and I'm going to get the supplies and like new pens. You absolutely 100% should. (laughs) I am going to. I keep going to Target and walking around that section thinking I'm going to get inspired with something that maybe I can like need, I have an excuse to buy something in this because I feel like I'm missing it. The same thing. Yeah. And my friend's from school, from my cohort, I've said the same thing too. They're like, are, is anybody else depressed when they see the back to school stuff and really wish that they could pick out some composition books? Yeah. Cause school, the school part is hard, but the fun part is that feeling of like, this is going to be a great year. And yeah. these supplies are going to ensure that I'm organized and like on top of my shit. And it's just fun. I live in a world where I've been in school for so long right. that I have net, I, the idea of a calendar starting on January 1st is like a totally foreign idea. Oh I'm like, what do you mean? It people starts, buy those? Right. I'm like, who, who waits till January to buy a calendar? What are you going to do for the first part of the year? Right. It's like the Chinese New Year, but just school. Yeah. The school New Year, whatever it is. It was like, that's when it starts and every single calendar better be from August to maybe July if they're a good company who gives you that extra month to kind of get your stuff in order. <laughs> There's always like a bonus. Yes. Like, I think this one, yep, this one gives me July. I think that giving yourself permission to do those things, though, where it's like, this really, I don't really need more pens, but it will make me feel good. And so I'm going to do it. It's Marie Kondo would definitely approve of that. Would she, though? Yeah. She doesn't like a lot of buying. Well, you know, I was thinking the same thing when I was like, oh my God, I was having that great day. And I said, I was doing everything right. And then I look at, I'm like cleaning up and organizing and getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And I pick up my makeup brush and it kind of like had a, like a smell, like kind of like mildewy. And I said, man, I got to find, I I think I should get some new makeup brushes. And I happened to be at Michael's Arts and Crafts of all freaking places. And what do I see? But makeup brushes they had a set. on sale. I was in there to just scoop out some Halloween decorations. Right. No intentions. The universe. I left with two dollar makeup lap. brushes. Are you? Psyched? And they were like all like good fibers, like real great, exactly what I needed, and it was the right. And they were on sale for two dollars. I'm like, this feels like it was meant to be here. See, you guys, we are like having this new. Yeah mindset you should join us they do have really great halloween stuff right now though and michael's oh my god like it's all fortune teller themed (laughs) i'm like obsessed and i do not need any more do not let me buy any Susie. don't let me buy any halloween stuff oh my god this is like a problem i know because this is like i was thinking i'm like oh you have halloween hoarder tendencies (laughs) (laughs) i just read in this book gosh i think it was the art of making memories it's the name of the book and it was saying how weird the brain is where they did a study where they gave a kid a candy bar for mm-hmm. Halloween. And then they did uh, one where he got a candy bar and then another candy bar mm-hmm. and then a candy bar and a piece of gum mm-hmm. and then just a piece of gum. And you would think like if you loved the one candy bar, you would really love two, but there was no difference because the brain 
it just puts emphasis on the second item. Huh. So if you only get that one item, then you're happy. Yeah. If you get two of the same, it's no different. Yeah. And then if you get a bar <gasps> and then a piece of gum, you're, you're sad. disappointed. Oh, my even though gosh. it's more than just a candy bar, you got a candy bar and a piece of gum. You're like more sad than if you just got a candy bar. Mm. Now, <clears throat> question. <laughs> Do you remember the article that you shared about if you want to have a good meal at a restaurant, order a good appetizer? Yeah. This seems backwards that then. That does. Okay. I'm so what glad that we fuck? talk about so many studies on here because we can basically <laughs> bring up counterpoints. Like, what do they call it when you when you read the article and you critique? We can like... Yeah, because wasn't the name the of that like the recency effect? There was some name for it where it was like... The the first thing you yeah. eat, maybe your stomach is different than the rest of your body, and it's got to be. And it's got to <laughs> also be like the can't like. There's something about it being, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you've signed up for this experience. Yeah. When somebody just say hey says hey here's a candy bar. Yeah. It's like getting something for nothing. But this was a trick or treating. Like, oh. So you would think it would fall in that same category of expectation. Uh, we know we're getting candy or whatever. This is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? But I do Linda. think that that would happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be set, all of that is correct. If somebody gave me a candy bar and then like, for example, I have these wonderful candy bars sitting right in front of me right now. A brain candy, Brainiac, yes. send her candy. Yeah. Who was it? Gotta- Mo Gillette. Mo. Shout out to Mo. Shout out to Mo. Thank you so much. Oh my God. They're so good. They're so Because Sarah talked about how she loves lion bars yeah. and she sent two packs. I know. It's so great. I said, if Susie's real nice, I might give her a bar. I know. I was because I was telling Sarah how I get notifications when we have packages at our business address, and so I go down there thinking it's like my serious work, like with the prisons and stuff. And then I go in, and they're like, "Here's your box for Sarah," and I'm always annoyed. And then like it opens it up, and then it's always just like something for her. Get out, you guys! Can you believe Send that? Susie's too. <laughs> I like candy. Yes, she does. No, Mo well, tell me. everybody what your favorite. Oh, you did Reese's pe- peanut butter cups. No, I don't want candy. But she doesn't I- want candy, people. <laughs> I just want to complain. Yeah, That's okay. what I. That enjoy. you're allowed to do. Um, one thing that I will not complain about ever is this company called Your Super, which I ordered you something, so you'll be getting oh. that. Um, it Sues. <laughs> it's basically nine out of 10 people don't eat enough fruits and veggies. We already know that. This is all ready for me. And so they created these mixes that you can get, and they have different ones. Like one is um, for like beauty, oh, you know, skin, oh, hair, yes. nails, that yes, type of like thing. like a tonic. Yeah. That you drink. Or, you know, if you want to increase immune health, things like that. And you can put it in to your recipes. Like, you know, spaghetti sauce or soup or whatever. Just throw it in and then you're going to get all these superfoods. Yeah, I need this. Right? I was just complaining that I feel like I'm iron deficient. Oh my God, she was. I am. Wait, did you actually... Did someone tell you that or is that your theory about? Well, it's my theory, but I've also been denied from three out of four oh, yeah. of the last times I That's went to right. donate blood because they say I don't have enough iron. And they even said, go eat a meal and come back. And I did. And it's still not high enough. So I think that's a real thing. Maybe I should have got you like if they have an iron. One. Well, don't <laughs> no, worry. I'm doubling up on the, the folic acid and the leafy greens to Okay. Well, so this it. is perfect for you then because mm-hmm. you're super, they were, they understood how complicated it all is and how we, the re- we just give up. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying my best. Yes. So this way it's easy. You just throw it in. I thought it was great for like, if you have kids, Yes. Put it, like the sneaky chef or whatever they call that. Love it. Um, 
you can get the cleanest. We're talking like we're poisoning them and we're giving them like <laughs> vitamins know. and nutrients and so, like things to help them. I know. You could just sneak it in. No, they'll never know. <laughs> and they have a transplant parent um, supply chain so you know where the food's coming from, which Ooh, I love that's too. That's very important. You can get the cleanest superfood and plant protein mixes at yoursuper.com. That's Y-O-U-R super.com. Get 15% off your order when you use code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Go to yoursuper.com and don't forget to get 15% off with promo code BRAINCANDY. They have all different mixes, so check them all out. Oh, I will. And see what you think. I just love the personalized. <clears throat> Actually, my friends were talking about this. They were like, hey, do you know a company that does like those personalized... like?" supplements and like oh yeah 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 so now i will that's a great idea sweet okay now yes onward and upward yes um let's see what do you want to hear about oh let me see tell me anything well i did watch a cool video about a female taxidermist oh and like who would think that would be interesting i mean it is but who would even think of it right um she just started it as a hobby this was on Business Insider, this video. And she started as a hobby. She just found it interesting, the idea, I suppose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the video was cool because I've never really thought about what is going on with a taxidermied yeah. animal. Uh-huh. One thing I should say is she doesn't do any animals that have been killed or hunted. She Good. only does like yeah. ones that die and then... You know, let's say a museum needs a yes. squirrel. Yeah. You oh, know how they have all those yes. animals, the museum? I mean, I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it too, I and it's real quirky. I, I really, in, yeah. Because it's kind of, you know, got more, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of into it. She's edgy. Yeah. Um, do you, so here's what I didn't know. What do you think's in these things? Uh, <laughs> so first, a foam mold. Okay. So like... Like maybe like a wire structure and then like, you know how there's like a fil there's a foam that like that expanding foam kind of stuff. Yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So you make a mold and then, or like a, it's weird that I know this. And (laughs) I think hers might be wood. And then you wrap that around it. Yes. Yeah. And then you get to like put all the little details Does everyone know that? For me, this was new information. I just think I've watched a couple like documentaries and stuff and like. Tuesday Sacrifice was probably into the taxidermy stuff. Right. Yeah. I also have multiple, like, I had to Google how do you remove skin from a skull. And when Landon, oh my God, this is so funny. It's one of his favorite stories. When he, when we were like first dating, I was doing all these, uh, uh, an animal skull for goodness sakes, people. I was doing all these art projects where I was taking like a, uh, uh, antlers and then I would cover them with flowers and stuff like yeah. that. And I bought bulk antlers on eBay <laughs> oh from like a hunter in wherever. Are you they kidding had like me? deer shed. Like it was all like the deers just shed those antlers and you can get that. But there were two skulls and the skulls still had a little bit of Shut fur and stuff on them. Up. And so I had to fill my bathtub up with bleach and soak animal skulls in there. And when Landon came over in one of our first dates, I had to explain like, oh, uh, if you go in the bathroom... Those are for an art project, I promise, because they're like skulls soaking in bleach in the bathroom. And he still married me, so... What? Quite a catch, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow, you are quite a woman. Yeah. You know, just... And that worked. The taxidermist would have no... Pro- yes. It was later turned into the trophy for his battle beef competition. Right. And then I have the other one in my house still, and it's beautiful, white, shiny, sparkly, like bleached out. No, that is cool, yeah. but what a weird problem to have. 
Well, I wasn't expecting it to come like that. That was why I had to Google it because I'm like, well, I've never been – I don't know how to do this. And then I was like, I really hope I don't die because if they search or if I don't go missing or something – or my hope my neighbor doesn't die right now because they're going to look at – I mean, I have a very questionable Google search. <laughs> She'll be on India's Most Wanted like in no time. <laughs> right. Well, I suppose yes. there are a lot of people, especially hunters, who know a lot about this and are into it. Yeah. But I guess I just never knew how it all worked. And it was really interesting to watch her do it and how passionate she is about getting it right and yeah. having it look authentic and um, how she's improved over time. And I just thought it was so funny that she would have this, it's like a little workshop. <laughs> and she does them all. And she has like all the innards like in her freezer. And she'll be like, these are for my friend who has dogs. They're going to get that fl- bones or that whatever. That's what I was wondering. Like what happens to the yeah, stuff she- gives them to people and yeah. she doesn't want there to be waste. You know, like she that. wants everything to yeah. be used. She's very thoughtful about her craft. And I just, I think it's so cool. I have always thought this about how people are passionate about so many different things that you would never even think right. of, but it's her thing. So I was listening to Ask Me Another on NPR just the other day and they had a guest on there and they are, I don't know what, how it came up, but the, they were like sharing, oh, well, what do you like to do? And she said that she and her husband just took a taxidermy class and they like, one of those like sign up for whatever and they made a little squirrel and it was all like a squirrel that had been donated to a, like it was going to go to a snake or some animal at a zoo but oh, then yeah. they put it in the freezer for too long so it made it so the animal couldn't eat it and so they freezer donated burnt. yes right and uh and Suze, would you be interested in a taxidermy class would you ever do i it? would i would too. i would do that why don't we do that yeah because it's just fun to see what other people do for a living and it's interesting that i don't think of it as being like I will never, I can't go hunting. I'm not into any of that. I do not like the the death part. Death part. Yeah. I mean, I'm practically like would give up meat real easy if you mm-hmm. know. If you were more iron, iron deficient, deficient. <laughs> um, and everybody, I know vegans, vegetarians, you can get it through other means. Yeah, but and she, you told me the other yes. day you are using like spinach and yes, whatever kale and all that. Yeah, yep. Um, so yes, so I think but that what? it could be interesting. It feels like very. It almost feels like you're respecting it. True. I get that. You're honoring However, nature. <laughs> here's where I draw the line. Okay. If I knew this animal, pets, all people that. People love that, right? People love it. I can't do, I can't be down. I'm, I'm almost, I'm down for it for science of like, we need to recreate what this looks and like put it in a museum. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like bow. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know what, I don't know. So maybe people who are interested in that, feel free to tweet me. At me, whatever people say. What are the kids saying these days? Oh my god! But I just am not into animals that I. If knew. you did have one, though, what would you like? What I would do? Maybe a bunny. They're oh, really cute. Oh, a bunny! I would want to do like a crow or a raven. That's a great on a branch. Great choice. And I'm in. Witchy woman. Then I don't have to be buying the Halloween stuff. Really? <laughs> I'm just trying to work more Halloween decorations <laughs> into like, I'm like, okay, so I told Susie to not let me buy any. I wonder how she'll feel about letting me make some. I'm already trying to like... Loophole. Yes, my own rules. Why do I do this to myself? Yeah, I get that. That I, would be so cool. Oh, I'm already obsessed. How could she make a living off of this though? Unless... Oh. Because it even said in the video that mu- museums are kind of, this is a dying thing where even sure. they aren't really doing this that much. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We, we have enough yeah. bunnies. <laughs> but like, 
How could she? Maybe they're really expensive and that's how she can make a living. I think they're expensive because it's time consuming. I think you do get money from the pets because I think they're, that's where I saw it. Oh, maybe she does. I saw a document or something where people were, it was, people were doing, it's got to be on Vice or something. I get what you're saying. There's definitely one where I saw this before. When their pet dies, they'll send it. Oh, and you remember that show that was on a whole, a really long time ago, The Marriage Ref Mm -hmm. with Tom Papa. Mm-hmm. Look at how much I remember. Wow. Um, yeah, I never do it's that. because you OD'd on your Adderall yeah, earlier. Like I may have accidentally taken a half, <laughs> half a dose more than I should have because I couldn't remember if I took it. Unlike Turns some out. people, Sarah's is prescribed. Yes, that is oh, correct. Um, <laughs> so anyways, on this, one of the things that they were refing was a man who had his dog stuffed. Yeah. And, but it was in a like territorial like stance that was aggressive. And the wife was like, get that thing out of here. I was with the wife. Who won? Do you remember? I think the wife. Yeah. Because they were like, Put it in the garage to- at least. Yes. When it's something that can be moved like that so easy, Mm-mm. like dude who wants to park his motorcycle in the house, you can't do that either. Right. That guy was on there too. I loved that show. Bring that it show back. It didn't last very long. I don't know why. There's nothing I loved. Well, you know what? This is why I'm a marriage and family therapist, though. Oh, that's true. Because I enjoy this watching this. I went into you this profession. You literally are the. I, this. Okay. <laughs> we cracked the case. That, on that there you one. go. Now I know why I liked it, and now I know why nobody else did. That's so funny. Because nobody wants to sit and listen to people's fight over their problems for hours on end. Except me. <laughs> One thing that everyone likes, which Sarah mentioned earlier, which I wish I could have segued at that point, but it wasn't the right time, what, what, what? is vitamins. Yes. And Sarah is now in the habit. She is making sure. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. It really has. Ritual vitamins. I am so good. Because as we said before, people aren't getting what they need from their food. Yes. Oh, personal testimony right yes. now. Let's hear it. I was cleaning out my cupboard and I had my old uh, uh, prenatal vitamins. Oh, yeah. And I looked at the serving size. Six you have to take That's in one lot. day. And then I opened it up and took a smell. Oh. I just about puked. And out loud, I said, well, good thing I have another option. <laughs> yeah. Because, and those went straight into the trash. Yeah. Because are you kidding me? Well, I don't understand why anyone is still doing that. It's a, it smelled like it's actual so fish. <laughs> Ritual vitamins do not smell bad. Thank they God. smell like mint. And you don't get that fishy aftertaste that's common with all the omega-3s yeah. because they're time-released. So they don't make you sick and you don't get that gross taste. And for me, that is the reason why I've been able to sustain the habit because before it was like drudgery. I didn't want to take them because they made me upset. I can't even open the bottle. Right. <laughs> Ritual is delivered on a subscription base, so you can snooze it if you need a few more days or cancel whatever you need to do that month. Um, but it is such a great thing to have and great habit to get into. So better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women. And they have the prenatal too. Mm-hmm. A small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash brain candy to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during the first three months at ritual.com slash brain candy. There you go. We're looking out for you over here, getting healthy. Yeah. Gosh. It's so positive. Yes. Um, so let's get negative so again. Okay. <clears throat> I read an interesting <laughs> article. Um, it made me, it reminded me of how we were talking about Aziz Ansari uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and that idea of the complicated nature of consent and how, how many of us have sex when we really don't Mm -hmm. want to, Mm -hmm. because it's just easier. Mm -hmm. And the Atlantic had an article, um, about the weaponization of awkwardness. And it was so interesting because it was talking about how 
and after I watched the Dr. Ruth documentary. Oh, so did you good. Like it? I'm in, I mean, I know. I can't even begin to describe how much. I, my favorite part was at the very end, they're showing her just being real herself with like, and she's talking to a friend and she goes, This is my friend. He's a great lawyer. Can, tell them how much money you make. Can I tell them how much money you make? And, I, and he was like, No. And it was just so cute. He, she goes, I know, it's a lot. And it was just like <laughs> so cute because it, it doesn't matter how much is in her bank. She's still living in the same house she's lived in for forever. I like that I too. I just love it. Oh, see, now I got caught up in I talking about I want to be a Jewish Dr. grandma. Ruth, but I, I mean, she's such such an adorable Jewish grandma. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And how she is with her grandkids. And weren't you, what did you think though of how, so they described, you know, how her family perished in the Holocaust and how terrible that was. And then they juxtaposed it, of course, with um, her resilience. Yes. And it was noted throughout the film that she doesn't get emotional in this sort of traditional sense of crying. Mm-hmm. She doesn't cry or make a fuss. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's a just personal? Do you think it's a good survival technique? Do you think that's often bad? You know, seeing it works how for her. it does and seeing how the relationships like the you can really somebody's ability to process their own trauma and to, to work through a lot of this stuff the evidence can be seen in the health of their relationships and the health of the people around them. I mean, you really, it's like you hang around with dogs, you get fleas kind of thing, or like you, you, yeah, that is, it's, it's clear it's, that she's in a good place. Yes. Yeah. So I would imagine that there's some outlet that she's found for herself, whether it be being the voice and speaking out. Sometimes you transfer that like, kind of like vigilante justice sort of I need to right the wrongs kind yeah. of thing to a different subject mm-hmm. to, okay, well now I'm going to fight the good fight over here. Yeah. And it kind of feels like somehow I'm, you know, so I think there's got to be something that has been sort of, you know, and maybe I think it might be her faith and her, mm-hmm. that she's, it, there could be a whole bunch that, but she definitely has done the work to whether, and I, you don't, to, to say that there's only one way to yeah. look or express emotion mm-hmm. or that's just kind of what we see and what we would think about because it's the feeling we get when we would imagine that. But if you've never been exposed to that or you were in a situation where your father taught you in that moment, which he did, turn around and wave and smile because right? that was the last thing her father did yeah. for her. That might as well be like a cry. Yeah. Because that's what, it it holds the same emotional, like, like that moment, whether she's being, you know, resilient and and holding strong and smiling and waving, Mm -hmm. feels the same as if she were bursting with tears and expressing that in a different way. Well, maybe when you go through something that horrific, losing your family, then... It's almost beyond yeah. sometimes, I think, just sort of right. the usual mourning process. It's inconceivable. Yeah. So maybe you go to a different place with it or you work it out in a different way. Wasn't it the man, A Man's Search for Meaning that was written by the man who was, I believe it, it, that is the book. I don't know that and one. And he was, he was in a, uh, a concentration camp and he wrote this book. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. And it's really all about how hopeful, like being, having hope and like what helps you survive in those moments and what really matters. Yeah. And I think she's done a good job of 
really knowing what matters. Yeah, channeling yes, whatever it she is. Doesn't, she doesn't even care. Look at where she lives. Yeah. Because, li- like, she's like, I don't care about yeah, this. Yeah, good point. This she's is what matters. Yeah. If you were somebody who's like, I need the, I need, look, I the bigger house, da, 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 like, it's never enough. I got to go. Then maybe. Because mm-hmm. that would be unhealthy. And I'd be like, oh, see, there's still stuff you're dealing with. She's good. Yeah, she she's is. More than good. She's a badass bitch. The best. Uh, also, what is the best is stamps.com. I just went to the mailbox before you got here, Sarah, and put a book in the mail for our friend Steph in the book club. Oh, shout out to Steph. She couldn't make it to the meeting tonight, mm-hmm. so I sent her a copy of the your book she club pick. Oh, good. Jessica Rags huh. book. Um, but the reason why I was able to do that is because I have stamps.com so I can just slap on, print out, you know, the postage right here at our office and put it on the package and put it in the mail, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it, you get five cents off every first class stamp and 40% off priority mail. If you are shipping stuff, this is the way to go. You don't have to go to the post office. It's a no brainer, saving you time and money right now. Our listeners get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in brain candy. That's stamps.com and enter brain candy. And we have a guest. Yes. The, uh, actually we've had her on this show before. She is a wonderful author named Alyssa Friedland, and she wrote a book called The Floating Feldmans. I interviewed her yes. before about the intermission, which is about the marriage. That I've heard of the Floating Feldmans, like from other people. It's really good. It's I have really to read good. this book. You will like it. It's a whole family that is celebrating the matriarch's 70th birthday, and they go on a cruise. And it's so dysfunctional and great. That's probably why people are like, oh, you like dysfunctional family stories? Like, because people, really I've heard this, like, not from you or from this show. It's light and fun read, but it's also very relatable because yes. if you have a dysfunctional family, we all do. Who doesn't? Then you can see, like, when you're trapped on a boat or what, oh whatever, gosh. your secrets come out. Yeah. Your lies become. Like, where's that iceberg <laughs> when you need it? Right. Get me off of here. Get me out of here. Um, but I like talking to her about her writing process and um, how she comes up with these ideas. And also her research for the cruise element is funny. So please enjoy this interview. And check out the Floating Feldmans. Uh, Alyssa Friedland, welcome to the show. At long last, I get to talk to you about your book. I'm so excited. I feel like I read Thank it ages so ago. Thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to reschedule. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you're, are you sick of talking about it yet? No, not really, actually. Most okay. of my events haven't even started yet. So get out of here. I'm good. Oh, yeah, my I have gosh. A, I have a million events, but most of them start in September. So, yes, oh, I'm, okay. I'm ready. I, thought I, I do was have gonna... an event tomorrow. But, okay, um, okay. So you're like diving in now. I thought you I'm were going to be burnt out. No, I'm good. Awesome. I'm totally good. All right. Well, let's first talk. Well, congratulations on another amazing book. Thank you. I don't understand how you're that productive. Like we just talked about the intermission, I feel. I don't know. I think I really <laughs> like my job. And because I really like what I do, I find the hours. Yeah. I just, I love it. I was just saying that to my husband like five minutes ago. For me, it's not a struggle to work because Get I like out. it so much. Because I, I really like enjoy it. That's yeah. the whole thing that people talk about with writing is that everyone likes that feeling when you get on a roll, but sometimes you really struggle with writer's block or just feeling like sick of it or getting sick of your content, but you don't have that. I mean, I do 
hate the editing process and mm. getting comments back from my editor that involve a ton of work. They do stress me out, but then I just want to do it because I don't like that hanging over my head <laughs> feeling. So I'd rather just like tackle it because I hate feeling like I have a, something that I don't want to do hanging over my head. Oh my so, gosh. but like the original writing, I love the editing. I definitely don't love, but just want it to be over with as soon as possible. And do and, you do it in chunks or are you just, when the mood hits you or do you have a schedule? I'm really not scheduled at all, but I'm lucky that I'm not someone who needs like a ton of quiet. So I'll work, you know, with my kids around me. I'll work sometimes wow. with the TV on in the background. Like I'm not one of these writers with noise canceling headphones <laughs> in a library. I can be very distracted at the same time. Yeah. So to some extent, so that helps a lot. And I'll just do like short bursts when I can. Um, but I'm sort of, I kind of, say that I'm always working because I'm always thinking about it. Like, so even if I'm not uh, typing, like it's always on my mind. So that's probably a problem. Like I'm not good at turning <laughs> it off. I think it's working out great for you because Thank you're so you. productive and your books are so fun and interesting. The floating film minutes I loved because it had, there was a lightness to it that I really liked, but it was so relatable and anybody with a freaking family can understand what it's like to, kind of you know, have a little dysfunction. It's so funny. Like, I think it's like light, but has serious issues. And then there are people who read it or like, it was so heavy. What? It was so, yes. Like reading about a family with that many problems between them and so dysfunctional. It's like, be prepared. It's really heavy. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. I'm like, they're just a regular family who like deals with the typical family stuff. I'm like, wow, your family must be like pretty perfect if you think that the Feldmans are like so screwed up, you know? Right. Maybe they need to go on a cruise and see what uh -huh. happens with, with their family. I've been so surprised by, it's not a lot of people who say that, but there have been a few. Huh. So well, that's really shocked me. Yeah. That surprises me because I felt this was very relatable and, you know, everybody has stuff or you know secrets maybe or things you don't tell your parents right and, i don't know I, th I thought it was so fun and i loved the concept of them being on a cruise how did you choose to make that the motif or whatever you know i just felt like it's the perfect place to have people be stuck all together <laughs> because even like just the visual of not being able to get off yes. and not being able to just like book a flight and go home if there's a brawl if you're on land and there's a huge family brawl you could just <laughs> Go to the airport. Right. Call but it here a day. you can't. Like you're really stuck. And I like the idea of just having them all stuck. And also cruises are sort of hysterical. They're great for like, you know, poking a little good natured fun, a little bit of satire. So Yes. I yeah, I, it seemed like kind of a natural setting. I was and it's also very common to take these types of trips, like going on a cruise for, you know, a grandma's birthday it's like a very that's a very typical thing to do so yeah. it just made sense and there is limited communication with email or internet or yes. texting and so you you're trapped in that way too which is you know nightmarish now for all of us absolutely and obviously that's going to add to the drama because you get uh -huh. it's because they're in, my co-host and i were on reality tv and that's kind of what it's like when we're on the show is that you're trapped in this house with weirdos and you don't have your phones. And then, of course, you fight and 
get into trouble and maybe hook up with people. So it was not right. unlike that, except with your your parents or your in-laws or whoever. The idea was like a house would have worked too, like a a house in a remote area without Wi-Fi would have also worked. <laughs> you know, any place that just sort of traps people together. But with the cruise, like I was able to have fun with the other passengers and all the activities. Like there was just more fun yes, stuff to write totally. about. Totally. I loved it. Well, are you a cruiser? What's your deal with cruises? Have you gone on so one? I've only been on one, which I went on for book research, actually. And I <laughs> Shut went on up. a cruise. Yeah, I had never been on one, but I'd already made up my mind because my parents <laughs> had been on a lot of cruises and just based on their descriptions, I was like, that'll be perfect. <laughs> and I booked a Royal Caribbean cruise that I went on with my husband and three kids. Oh and it God. was like, I'm really glad I went for authenticity and I de- I definitely did pick up details that I wouldn't have if I had never been on a cruise, but it was, it largely met my expectations. <laughs> what, what, did you enjoy your time on the boat? I, you know, it was very rocky <laughs> and like, I just, I didn't get sick actually. We were really lucky, but a lot of the passengers got sick and they were like, there was a huge storm and they had to cancel all the activities oh on God. the boat because it wasn't safe for the performers <laughs> to perform. I mean, That's you know. So great. Well, it was, doesn't it shock you that there are people that are obsessed with cruises? Yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> like having been on one, I'm like, I don't understand. But I guess like economically, like there's a great value. Mm. There can be a great value and it Mm. is easier. I can see why people would choose a cruise for like one of these big family trips because there's something for everyone. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And you can sort of go off on your own and do your own thing, but still be together. But, and I, but I think it's like the economics, like it's just a, it can be a really affordable way to travel and see the world. So I would say that's probably maybe explains the cruise addiction. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Because you're right. If you want to travel, but you are on a budget, this is a great way to do it and everything's planned for you. Okay. All right. But I mean, it just seems germy and gross, but um, I love- I mean, I think so. (laughs) I love the detail that you added. I was cracking up about the sort of matching sweatshirt scenario. Well, we saw a lot of that on the boat. You did? Tons. Yeah, there's so many like personal. It makes me so happy. I can't believe people do that too. But I, I bet it's. I can see why it would be the same people that love cruises that would also participate Um, in matching outfits. A hundred percent, exactly. So the premise of the book is around this cruise and the idea of you know a family wanting to have sort of the perfect vacation, which is not even a thing. and they kind of all, it does bring out the the best and worst in people, I suppose, when you're all together. But do you have a vacation that you took that was actually really good or really bad? I've never been on a really bad vacation. I mean, I, I did go on a big family trip with my husband's entire family when I was pregnant with my first child. And mm. I was really like an anxious pregnant person. And <laughs> I was like, not my best self. And we went to Mexico and I was super paranoid about getting sick from like the water and the food. And I was like in a bad mood the whole time. And my husband and I ended up leaving early because we were just <laughs> so like, I was so miserable. I remember I like 
fell in the shower and I was convinced something had gone wrong with the baby. Everything was fine, but that was just so stressful. And I was like pretty new to my husband's family then. So I think they like kind of all thought I was a hypochondriac. Like that was definitely a stressful experience. I think like we've gotten over it by now and they know I'm normal. But (laughs) other than that, I've been with my parents on a trip to Israel with my husband and my kids like on one on a big like van that we went all over the place and it was just it was fine we actually had a very nice time I think everyone like made an effort to be on their best behavior but by the end I was like okay enough like just want to be with like my nuclear family I don't want to do everything in a large group anymore (laughs) I just wanted to be alone I wanted like an hour to be alone yeah not even with my husband and kids I just wanted to be alone well and I don't know I think those terrible vacations can be great too because then you really remember it even if it's awful Right. No, that's true. And then you laugh later, often if something like terrible happens, but then in retrospect, you're like, you can have distance from it and laugh about how sort of ridiculous the situation is, you know? So yeah, I think, I think like vacation shouldn't be that long. I guess that's sort of my (laughs) opinion that like five, six days is. Yeah. That's enough. I don't know. I'm sure many people would disagree and they would love to go away for two weeks at a time if they could. Oh, no. I'm always so happy to get home. Yeah, me too. Maybe we just ha- need to create nests that aren't so inviting and then we'll want to travel more. I don't know. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about the book was this idea of one of the characters who was a kind of an underachiever and then became successful and how the family responds to that and the secrets involved with it. But don't I was struck by that idea because I feel like that in my own family where whatever you were at say the age of 10 your family thinks you are forever yeah and you're totally stuck yeah what made you decide Very to difficult. include that because I thought about it like mm-hmm. I think that we all have such a hard time shaking like who we used to be yeah. you know yeah. and and we do change. Like, I'm definitely not the same person I was when I was, like, eight. Yeah. And I was much more, like, uptight. And I was much more of a perfectionist. And I had to be the best at everything. And I'm really not like that at all anymore. But, like, that's definitely the way my parents still see me. Mm. They don't, they, like, can't recognize that I've evolved. And I don't really blame them. Because I think that's just, like, I would be the same way. And I probably will be the same way with my children. And you know, siblings are like that. I think that's like why so few people who like know each other when they're very young end up together, like romantic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) never like if you knew knew someone when they were six, it's very hard to like then see them as like a attractive partner, like as an adult, you know? Yeah. And I don't know whether parents just sort of have blinders on and once they feel like they know their kid, then they can't um, recalibrate as their child evolves and becomes an adult but it makes me crazy man yep absolutely and you like go ahead I don't know I just think like trying to reshape your identity is such a big part of almost everybody's experience you know so I thought that would be very relatable and Freddie is still like insecure you know because he's done so well but even he still sees himself as the way his parents saw him Right. That's the thing. Sometimes it can inform your own identity, even if it doesn't match the truth anymore. Um, Right. Do you have a character in the book that you 
really you like their story the best? I guess I I've I sort of related to Elise the most because mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily like her story arc that I related mm-hmm. that I liked the most although I do I did like her story arc but just she's like what I describe as the sandwich generation like she's dealing with mm-hmm. her children and her parents at the same time and like people apparently get happier as they get older because like they don't have the pressures of being squeezed on both ends. And I feel right now that like I have aging parents and I have very demanding children and there's not like, when's it going to be about me, you know? And I think, and so that's something like not to complain about my life. I'm very lucky to have parents who are still alive to have children. Like these are all good things, but I do feel a little bit like I'm just being compressed on both sides, you know? Yes. And and I think that's very much Elise's story. You know, she's middle-aged and she's like, you know, worrying about her parents, worrying about her children and very little time left to carve out for herself or to nurture her marriage. And I, so Elise is really like the character. That's why I started the story from her perspective also. And that's such a good point that I hadn't thought about how she's having to manage both generations before and after her and and then what that means on her own life and her own behavior. Exactly. That is so clever. Um, okay. So now I was just wondering if I could ask you a couple things about your sort of literary preferences in terms sure. of do you, are you a big reader as well as, you know, writing? I really am a huge reader. Tell me what um, you like to read. I like literary fiction the most. I read almost no nonfiction. Which Get is, out of here. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I really like escaping with stories. Nonfiction, I'm like, I think, speaking of like being a holdover from our youth, like when I read a nonfiction book, I feel like there's going to be a quiz at the end. <laughs> and I have to like be so attentive. Like I tried to read the book bad blood about the Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos story. And it was a really good book, but I kept feeling like if I didn't remember all the details, like I was going to be in trouble. (laughs) Exactly. And so I'm like, I prefer fiction. Um, I like historical fiction. So then it kind of combines, Mm. like I am listening, but I'm also escaping at the same time. And I don't feel the pressure to like, remember that what happened in 1969 and then what happened in 1974 and, you know, that kind of, um, pressure, like silly pressure I put on myself when I read nonfiction. I tend to read like, I tend to write lighter, more fun books, but then I read heavier. Things, really? Why do you think yeah. that is? I don't, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Actually, I, I'm very particular about sort of light beach books and I, I need them. I want like the floating Feldman's for me was, I was proud of it because I think it's like, light and fun but also has a lot of heart and I was proud of writing and I was proud of the character development and there are definitely like a lot of sort of lighter books that are billed as beach books that I pick up and I can't even get through a chapter (laughs) they're too they're too down market and I don't like that so literary fiction for me I feel like it stretches me a little bit more Mm -hmm. and I read I recently like told myself I was gonna make sure I read 40 pages a day no matter what yeah how's that going um, I don't always do it, but I am also an audible person. So yeah. I feel like 
combines between the reading and the audible because I'll do two books at a time. Like I am probably getting to 40 pages most days. That's awesome. And yeah, there's just so much I want to read. And I am like, I, I like having this sort of arbitrary goal, you know, that I set and I try, I mean, I like hope it sets a good example for the kids, although they don't seem to like read as much as I do at all. Yeah. So. They're not big into reading. Cause my son's not either. And it makes me crazy. No, it makes me so upset. But no. <laughs> nope. I always I feel would. like it's his rebellion because he knows how much I love it. Yeah, that could be. I haven't thought about that, but it's definitely possible. Or maybe just um, there's too many distractions and screens right, calling their name. Like the iPod. I mean, granted, like I'm pretty into my phone also. And even when I read, I have my phone right next to me. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect either. Do you, you know? prefer a real book or do you like audio or um, digital eBooks? I really love eBooks. I'm a Kindle person. I feel sort of bad, but I, I, just I think feel I'm sort of bad. Why? Do because like bookstores, you know, it's tough for bookstores, Aww. but especially for travel or you yeah. know, you can read a free sample, and if you don't, you know, on the eBooks, they'll give you a chapter for free and see if you like it before you buy it. It's lightweight. Um, I like paperbacks. If I'm going to read anything, I really don't like hardcovers. I just feel like that's very uncomfortable. Hmm. But I do like they're just too heavy. Um, I always like to take a book with me or everywhere I go. So a Kindle is just so much more lightweight if I'm going to throw something in my bag. Yeah, so I'm a Kindle person, but I do buy a lot of coffee table books and I buy books as gifts a lot for people when I go to their house and I buy children's books. So like I try to do my part for bookstores in that Aww, way. Oh, that's so nice. You're my kind and of friend. Books- I need more friends that buy <laughs> books. Uh, books that are written by friends of mine also, like I want to have them on my shelf. So those books I'll actually buy instead of just buying the Kindle. Whenever you read, do you find it relaxing or do you feel that it's almost distracting because you think maybe what you would do or critical in that way? Um, sometimes I do. I don't, I find it like if I'm reading something so unbelievable, there are times where I'm like, oh my God, I just (laughs) could never, I could never be that good. Oh. And that's a little like, yeah, I mean, but that's okay. Or maybe like I, I'm not that good now and I, it gives me something to strive for. Um, sometimes it's frustrating because I'll read a book that's like, I think terrible, but has <laughs> sold, you know, a bazillion copies. And then I get frustrated. Like, well, I don't get it. Like, why is this book, you know, flying off the shelf? So there are, I can't really just read without thinking about like the business. Aspect. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's, it's okay. Yeah, it's know. still enjoyable, but there's always that subtext in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I would be the same way. And that would make me crazy if someone had a runaway hit and it was sort of overhyped. That would Yes, mm. and it does, ha- it definitely happens, you know, and I have a lot of writer friends and we'll text and be like, what the hell? Like, how <laughs> is obsessed with that book? Right. And how do you explain it? Do you think some things just catch on and there's no way to know why? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think there's like unexplained phenomenon. God, that's the worst. I um, do. <laughs> yeah, that would make me crazy. And so, okay, this is your third novel. And are you going to take a minute to like have a break? Um, definitely the opposite. <laughs> I'm working on my fourth novel right oh my now. God, you're crazy. And I'm writing a children's book. Wow. And I'm also writing a novel with a group of people. You're so kidding I have, me. I have a lot of projects going right now. 
am pitching some stories Dang. too. So it's, yeah, I've gotten busier and busier, but my kids are also getting older. I have more free time during the day. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm not busy, then I kind of, I'm, I'm happier when I'm busy. Yeah. And heck it, you say you love it. So why not? I do. I really love it. I have to be better about turning off and like <laughs> not looking at my phone or my Amazon rank. Like that's not <laughs> Oh, <right>. that's, <laughs> I totally would do the same thing. Yeah. But like, that's not ideal, but generally <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at turning it off, but well, I'm obsessing less. The more projects I have, I obsess less because I have many things you know, to, to think about, like, if it's just one book, it's just the Bloody Bellman's, it's all I would think about, you know, now I, I have like five or six things to obsess over. I so mean, I that's just... pretty great. And I mean, so deserved. Um, Thank you. I hope they make the Floating Feldman's into a movie too. Don't you think it would be you. so I'm ho- good? I'm hoping, I mean, every, I can't even tell you how many people have said that to me. And I do have an amazing film agent um, who good. works at ICM and she's phenomenal. And I, Trust that if anyone can make a deal, it will be her. She's done tremendous book-to-screen deals in the past. Um, But so far, I mean, it's only been out for a month. So (laughs) there's still plenty of time for something to happen. But it seems like it would be a It's a no-brainer. It would be so good visually. And then the family dynamic. Come on. This is obvious. I think so. I I really have to agree with you. Yes. (laughs) Well, I... Go ahead. Toes are crossed for that because I can't. I heard it from like over a hundred people, probably. Like this would be the best movie. Okay, well then it's going to happen. We're going to manifest that with our little positive thinking. Um, I hope. And I asked you last time, and I'll ask you again, just in case it's different now. What do you keep in the trunk of your car? Oh my gosh, Um, nothing because I don't drive. (laughs) Okay, okay, we probably adjusted it then to a. A bag. Do you carry a bag? I carry a bag. I'm super minimal. I all I have is a wallet and a phone and nothing else. Wow. Yeah. Is nothing. that intentional or you just don't need anything else? I'm I don't need anything else. I'm a, like a very minimal person in general. Hmm. So like I have a very empty closet. I have empty drawers. Like that's just I'm very like nothing makes me happier than like purging and getting rid of things. Yeah. So yeah, all I do take a wallet and a phone and nothing else. So you're not like a what if person. You know how some people think, well, what if not remotely? No, (laughs) Nope. my gosh, I wish I were that laid back. That's amazing. In that way, I'm very laid back. But it's also like because I live in New York City. Yeah. If I needed a Band-Aid, I would go to Dwayne Reed. You know, if I needed more cash, I'd go to the ATM or like, you know, if I needed checks. What about an umbrella? Oh, I I never carry umbrellas because I'm not like... I don't care about my hair or like, my I'm totally fine to just like get wet. If I, yeah, I don't carry umbrellas almost never. I mean, it was like in a downpour. Sure. My gosh. Wow. I need to be more like you. I'm going to make that my goal. I don't like a heavy bag. It just annoys me. So that's it. Nothing. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go back and compare it with your other answer. I'm sure it was the same, but um, I've been like this for a long time. So probably (laughs) been like this. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. You are off the hook. I so enjoyed the floating Feldmans. I know that our listeners are going to love it too. And Thank you. we just hope that you keep writing and, and we do hope that there's a movie going to be made as well. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Yay. I'm so glad I finally got to chat with you. And I just hope all good things keep coming your way. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.